This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. CliffCentral.com. It is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle. And some really beautiful and amazing, powerful, sexy, fun, exciting women with us this morning. Good morning, good morning. I've missed you. (laughs) And you're back and I haven't even seen you yet. And you bugger off to the middle of fucking nowhere. (laughs) That's not even funny. It's a little bit funny. It is. It's a little bit funny. It is. And Mistress Cleo is here from Fetish Haven. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Tara, Mara. She's really cool. This is very loud in my ears. That's a bit better. Okay. So, we are talking this morning about erotic exploration and wherever the heck that takes us, down whichever little rabbit holes and into whichever orifices we may go, which is really interesting. That is interesting. And I'm going to share something absolutely awesome with you. A minister, a pastor, wrote an erotic piece. Wow. That was shared. Wow. And it's really beautiful, and I'm going to read it and share it with you. But first, we're going to see if anybody's smart. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty dictionary is not playing. We don't have playouts. Okay, so our dirty dictionary word is endotophilia. Any ideas? I know this one. Yeah? It is... It means liking to walk on sea sand bare feet. You are so far from it, it's not even... I heard the toe there. Yeah, you heard, you see, that's a problem. But <laughs> <laughs> she has that confidence. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're going to do it, I had do it. it with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> like, Am I wrong? Totally. You oh, are no, so, come on, man. You are so far out of the ballpark. It's not even... <laughs> So far away. Am I cold? Yeah, very. <laughs> no, you're hot. Ooh. However, what that does bring up is the incredible retreat we are doing in Mozambique at the end of this month, which is really mind-blowing. And we've put together the most amazing program for this retreat. So a lot of people have been asking about it. And the general program of the day is we get up early, we go out on the boats, we swim with the dolphins, which is wow. life-changing. That is awesome. We come back, we have brunch. We do retreat stuff. You have the afternoon to play, to be on the beach. We have supper. We do some more stuff. There's a sound journey as part of it with Courtney, which is incredible. And this retreat is about teaching you the tools on how to create an incredible life, how to switch a perspective on life that really is, it's life changing. What are you doing there? It was like a Mazel Tov moment. I think it's an aha moment. <laughs> what broke? I was just, I actually, I actually just got so excited. I sat up and I wanted to listen even better and then the glass broke. Sorry. <laughs> and you got to look at on, on our Facebook pages on, on what's happening with the dolphins up there. I mean, one of the skippers sent a message last week that he was out they saw a super pod of, they reckon, wow. about a thousand dolphins. That's mind-blowing what? to be in the <laughs> yes. water with this. It's incredible. And being in the water with these creatures, it, it's life-changing. It really changes something so deep inside of you. Um, single people, couples, whether you're gay, whether you're straight, whether you're bi, whether you're whatever, it would be really cool um, to... Join us. So and how long is the, the retreat? It's uh, four nights. Oh, awesome. Which is incredible. It's the most amazing breakaway. Um, but really, 
going to give you the tools to change stuff in your life. That's fantastic. So nobody knows what ND2 – say that again? It's the best season in Mozambique. Mm. It's not too hot. No, it's amazing. So none of you know what endetophilia is, so I will come back to that at the end of the show and enlighten you all. You don't need to try again. No. Because I know I got this. I know. You got a thousand words, but you're not even – I got this. I guarantee you you don't know this one. Endy. Well, she's quite a smart woman. She's I been am. A I mean, who would have thought of toe? I mean, endytophilia. Is that what it's called? No, but you know what you're doing? You're doing what most people do with their sexuality. Break it up in pieces. They put it in a vacuum. <laughs> I like and things in a vacuum. I know. I want a vacuum bed. You want and what are you going to do with a vacuum a bed? A vacuum bed is just all about bondage and tying you up and yes. then you can't get out. I've seen one. They I want really one. really awesome. Will you buy me one? <laughs> And vacuum me. Well, you have a somebody in your life to buy I you do, one. I do, so you vacuum us both. <laughs> but not like with a vacuum cleaner, I a know. vacuum bed. I know. You buy the vacuum bed <laughs> and I'll vacuum you. Which actually is really... Has anybody ever given themselves a blowjob with a vacuum cleaner? I would love to hear if oh, you have. Oh, shame. If you have, please give us a call. We've done the hairdresser know. thing. Yeah. The hairdryer. Sorry, yeah, hairdryer. Yeah. I'm actually Googling a vacuum bed. Let's oh, see. thanks. Yeah, please. What do they cost? I want one. And do they come in different sizes? I only got got two vacuum bed uh, uh, bugs. Bugs? Yeah, I don't know. What the hell? (laughs) Bed bugs, not good for passion. (laughs) Well, maybe get bitten. So we'd love to hear what you find erotic. Um, WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. It would be really, really awesome. Let us know what movie scenes you think are erotic. I'll tell you. A movie that I saw a while ago that I thought had one of the most sensual and erotic scenes I've seen in a long time. Mm. It's a movie called Fading Gigolo. Wow. With Woody Allen and John Turturro. And there is a scene in this, it's a massage scene that I thought was one of the most sensual scenes Ever. I've seen in a movie in I don't know how long. It literally held me. <gasps> And, you know, for something to hold me like that, it's got to be really something. A vacuum bed could do that. So, (laughs) in a different way. So, this was really, really awesome. So, is it the act of what is sensual or what we do? Like, for example, I like the anal play between the legs kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Is that sensual? Sure, it can be. I mean, like massaging and playing between the legs from mm-hmm. from the ass to the penis or the pussy mm-hmm. or whatever. That is my cup of tea. Yeah. So it can be whatever. It can be giving that. It can be receiving it. It can yes. be watching it. Oh, yes. So it could be so many different things. So maybe a good starting point is to actually read this Ooh. little erotic piece that I received. How mm. about that? From a minister's wife. From a minister. Minister. Okay. What do you think? Tomorrow, what do you think? I'm 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 sitting in the edge of the bed, literally. <laughs> okay, let's just find it. So her writing name, and this is a woman who wrote it, a woman pastor. Wow. Her writing name is Analytical. Okay. Tell me, he taunted her again. She looked down shyly but smiled inwardly, already feeling herself sliding down the rabbit hole, coaxed by his words to take the plunge into the depths of her. She wanted to tell him there was no denying it, and a tingling surged through her whole body in an unmistakable wave of excitement. He sat across from her on the same large couch, and the space keeping them apart could easily fit two more people. It was only the two of them there, however, but for the tension that had been growing tangible over the hour or two since she arrived. She had wanted this man for so long, she wanted him now, and as she sensed that he wanted her too, it was as though they were dancing a dangerous tease around a boundary they dared not cross. It wells up in me, she began. There were voices telling her to stop this verbal undressing of herself, but she decided to pay them no heed. It was too late for that anyway, and no amount of playing it safe in the past had worked out all that well for her. Something wells up inside me, and it feels more natural than you would think. It's like my body has a life of its own. 
Like she knows exactly what she wants, even though I'm usually so disconnected from her that I have no idea what it is, except when this happens. What wells up is absolutely sexual and completely sensual, and I only have to decide to stand aside and allow it autonomy. Music helps to get me there and dancing, but mostly I have to be completely unselfconscious and forget who or where I am. Everything basically happens by itself from there on. What happens? His gaze was eager, and he put down the wine glass in his hand without drinking from it, focusing completely on her. She looked at him and felt something like electricity course through her chest. It was suddenly too much, so she closed her eyes and tried her best to forget about him, returning only to herself. It took a moment before she felt herself center, and he somehow knew to allow all the silence she needed. Touch, she finally responded. Her breath became rushed as she said this, as though this admission of her body's will pushed her over some precipice. Her hands were on her body too, before she really became conscious of it. It ran slowly up both arms to her shoulders, and held her there in a tender embrace, while her knees pulled upwards toward her chest. It's like... She fell silent, her one hand leaving her shoulder to run down her lower leg and ankle, the other tracing a line from her shoulder to the nape of her neck, so slowly that she almost forgot where she was, weaving her own vulnerability around her like a web of magic. It's like there's something in my body that wants to move without me having to think about it. I don't have to make it happen, I only have to get out of its way. Her body began a subtle response to the music playing in the background, responding to its slow but undeniable rhythm. She kept stroking her arms and legs and lay back on the cushions behind her. Show me. She wasn't sure if he'd said it or whether she only wanted him to. It was so complicated with this man. While they decided many times that they could not have sex, they resolved at nothing for the instant pull between them. In the face of so much denial between them, him sitting there on the couch and inviting her to be so rawly and utterly woman before him felt like the pull of the moon's gravity against which, which the ocean was helpless, so that it ebbed and flowed in its own command. She was intoxicated to have him watch her, and she yearned to be seen in this way. And it happened by itself far more easily than she expected it to. She felt herself drop like a penny into the wishing well that was the ancient feminine wisdom of her body. She felt her body move in tandem with the music, and her hands treading the course of a lover's lust over her body. She touched and fondled and embraced and caressed herself, leaving no part of her body untouched. Freedom and unadulterated female power welled up inside her as the passion built, and when her hand moved from her breasts down to between her legs, she didn't stop it. She felt her head fall back and obeyed the energy as it insistently egged her on, so that her hips plunged up and into the hand between her legs. Her knees spread wide and her hips flexed forward, her one hand sliding down her one thigh, past her knee to her foot, and then up her lower leg, up to her inner thigh, to meet her other hand where it pressed against her panties. Her wide flowing skirt had pulled all the way up and lay in a soft bundle on her tummy, while her body moved in a dance so primal it had been carved into her flesh, magical strokes of an artist's brush. By the time she allowed her hand to find its way beneath her panties, its homecoming was a moist and wild pleasure that insisted on unbridled total surrender. She felt open to this force welling up in her, and the orgasm was almost instant. It gripped and grabbed her body in gasps and groanings, but when it released her, it was only for a moment. The smaller initial wave was making way for another. Her one hand back on her breast now, she felt herself in the throes of a primordial ceremony, expressing the sacred, raw, and naked desire that gave birth to the world itself. It was so much bigger than her, but it knew how to flow through her. It was a force that knew how to take hold and create what it desired. She felt it build and found that she knew how to open to it, feeling her legs spread wider, 
and her chest lift her breasts towards some ancient sky where everything masculine took pause to witness this moment in creative, lustful wonder. Her back arched as she felt energy pouring into her center from every limb, flowing and centering and climaxing in her heart and her cunt, in screaming prayers to the foundations of the earth, until it released at once, throwing her out to the sky and receiving her back to a womb so gentle and wise it would rock her for all eternity. Uh-oh. Wow, wow. Okay, so get your hands out your pants, girls. I'm rock hard. Okay. I'm ready to rumble. (laughs) (laughs) I got a hard (laughs) end. So, you know what's awesome about that? That here is a religious person, a deeply spiritual person, who I know, but in touch with all of these different aspects of herself, and it's absolutely amazing. I'd love to know how spirituality is linked to sexuality. Is there a barrier that says that if you're spiritual, you're not allowed to enjoy yourself? Or, I mean, be human. Well, for a lot of people, there is a barrier because a lot of spiritual people have put sex totally separate and disconnected that they're nowhere near the same thing. Why can't you have balance for both? Well, you need them both. You You have to. So a lot of people, spirituality happens like from the waist up or from the head up. Yeah. And we have all these big gaps in between. Because a lot of people feel very guilty about what they enjoy. I mean, she writes, and I think that is how she feels. So what she does and how she feels is like her actions as a minister Mm. and her desires as a woman. Yeah, and they're definitely in the same place at the same time. And, you know, we're doing an amazing event in a couple of weeks that we're actually doing at Fetish Haven, which is guiding you on a journey of exploring your own erotic inner world. And writing and about it. I think when you write down stuff, it's, it, it's more powerful. Well, it makes it very real. It does. And that becomes quite, quite fascinating. So there's an incredible link between sexuality and spirituality. And in essence, our, our sexual energy can be used for healing, for creativity, and beyond that, for reaching higher states of consciousness, for meditation, for out-of-body experiences. Um, So the connection is incredible. Uh And you even get into the realm where sex, in all its forms, actually becomes a sacred expression. It's prayer, it's worship, it's meditation. It's very healing. Because a lot of people can't express themselves in life. So if you have a platform like writing... I think to express how you feel, I think that's powerful. Yeah, it's incredible. Very. Absolutely. It gives it a little bit, it gives it also um, a validation because if you just mm. think and stay with your fantasies and your exploration only in your head yes. or in your, in your emotions, sometimes it feels like you're echoing yourself and mm. it feels like it needs to go out. It feels like it needs to see the sun. It needs to see the light. So just to think it feels sometimes much, I don't know, it's, it's a whole different dimension when you write it or yeah. when you hmm. express it. Yeah, and there's a fascinating thing about when you do that in some way, you're creating a space that somebody witnesses it. Yes. And that's a huge, huge thing. People um, can relate. Yeah. Somebody but, reads it, like we listen to it and we can yeah. relate. Because you feel those feelings, you have those desires, you touch yourself, you mm. feel things. So I think that's very powerful. Yeah. Very. And it's interesting that one of the the feedback things that we get from workshops so often, regardless of the workshop, is that it's a forum for people to share, to get witnessed, to get heard, and also to find out that they're normal. <laughs> And this is a beautiful thing about the workshop on erotic exploration and this topic. It doesn't matter what your fantasies are. It doesn't matter what yeah. you think about. You're normal and you're not alone. Yeah. Because you think that your fantasies are absolutely unique. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like not. to chew on my pillow. That's how I have my orgasms. Okay. <laughs> I thought I should share that. I mean, like really now. I get down on all fours and I just chew that pillow and I say, let's go, girl. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, <That's> lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to the movie thing. Tomorrow, what have you seen in a movie lately that's been really erotic? Or I've seen the um, the movie about the the truth behind the Wonder Woman. 
Yes, I haven't watched it yet. So Dory actually even uh, did a post about it. It's like the best movie ever. I forgot now the name. I'll Google it quickly. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a movie that is actually showing the the people behind um, uh, the actually the man that wrote uh, Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and. He had a very unique relationship with. He was a professor in university, talking. Uh, we're talking about uh, wounded America mm-hmm. <laughs> times, and uh, they fell in love with a student of his, and uh, he fell. He saw her, noticed her first, and of course, to be a lesbian back then was um, extremely unacceptable. To be in a threesome, of course, even worse. And uh, they basically decided um, while exploring it, this is the the man also, it's the couple that invented the uh-huh. truth machine. Mm. So they actually go into an exploration of boundaries and relationships and they fall in love, all three of them. And the interesting truth is that they actually, the, the man uh, passed away after... Uh, a few years, but the ladies kept on living together as a couple for many, many years. Oh. And the sensuality in this, first of all, there's this fetish and BDSM elements in the movie. Uh, Wonder Woman was actually created with the inspiration of um, encouraging the humanity to actually focus on the religion called love and not religion called hate. Mm. So he actually, you know, the professor is trying to explain his method. That means that if you're going to have um, enough values, people will actually make love and not war. And he managed to actually uh, prove it psychologically. So he said that there's a lot of domination and there's a lot of um, also understanding power. So that's how they also get to role playing, tying up, um, looking at Outfits, and that's how he got to because he was retrieved. Obviously, he was fired from university after discovering his truth about his life, and he had to start writing. And he wrote Wonder Woman, and they actually that was his um, that was kind of the bitter sweet, though. So the sweet came out from the whole situation, and they managed to live their lives as a threesome and um, yeah. to have children. That was sexy as fuck. I must mm. be honest. There's scenes there that has to do with understanding of 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 soliciting and unveiling um role playing and fetish and to see what it does to a person to tie them up there's moments that are more delicious than porn hmm. it's just unbelievable it's not explicit it's very sexy it's not explicit very arty and i just loved it it turned me on completely it was beautiful wow that's amazing definitely yeah. need to watch that one absolutely i'll send you the name just mm-hmm. now and I'll tweet it. What have you seen lately in a movie? Or I have to be honest. Even lately, any time in your This life. morning I was watching my porn. I'm sorry. Yeah. When I watch <laughs> movies, I like Skopsky and Donut. Yeah. I want to watch Miss a movie Scoop. where I just see blood and people getting killed. Okay. But when I'm in my sexual thing, yeah. then I want to see my nice little porn. Now, Pornhub is my favorite. Pornhub.com. I just okay. want to advertise. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, no. I, I don't even have to type in. I just put my first word extreme and then the yeah. whole thing just, all my movies come out. Yeah. And it's like a two minute noodle. I just start play and there I am. Sorry. I haven't, I'm, I'm, I've got nothing to share except my, my. Okay. So what did you watch this morning? That was really good. Um, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, but. Oh, really? Oh, really? Are you embarrassed? <laughs> I was watching extreme anal gangbang. <laughs> oh, Anal game. I know it's so sick, but yeah, I did, and I did pray afterwards. You did pray, yes, on your knees <laughs> with somebody in front of you and no, something in your mouth. No, my man's not here, so I use uh, my little fuck machine. Okay, it's like two she hours of. I have one beautiful one. I have a, seen it's it. called the shocker. I have seen it. So we we had like a session this morning because he was feeling yeah. neglected. Yeah, and he spoke to me last night. He says, "Listen, yeah." You need to use me. So this morning, him and I had a session. It was so good. It was like a morning snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how many men were involved in the extreme? Well, there was about bang. four or five that I attached to him. So it was yeah. called a gangbang. But <laughs> okay. it literally lasted two minutes because I was. I had my phone in my hand yeah. checking this movie out. I had shocker that I had to ma- manhandle. Yeah. 
because he can't do nothing on his own. <laughs> and I just had my little fun. It was like a two-minute noodle session, but it was good. And then I had my coffee. So that's a good movie, people. And I encourage you to go watch it. <laughs> I learned a lot from that. Does, does it have educational It's got value? a lot of the, – the, the lesson behind this is yes. that um, – you can't multitask when you're doing this because you've got to play with yourself. You've got to work shocker. You've got to hold your phone so that you don't miss the movie. So <laughs> it was like a serious, but yeah, we got the job done. I was yeah. happy. Shocker was like just laying there looking pretty. And yeah, that's what we did this morning. Okay. So does anybody like my movie? <laughs> yeah. Have you learned anything well. from me today? <laughs> Well, actually, I did because you know what, Mistress? This is something. What did you learn? What did you learn, my dear friend? Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Minister of Pain. I'll tell you what I've learned. So, what I've learned is that exploration—you never know where you're going to get. So, you've been around and you've been very honest with yourself, as far as I know, from you sharing with me just a little bit about your amazing life and your wonderful experience Thank as you. a mistress. <laughs> And, you know, you don't know what you like till you're not going to go down the rabbit hole. Exactly. Yeah, so, that's fascinating. You know, it's not, it's know? not about numbness. And I just want to emphasize one thing. It's not yeah. about, uh, okay, what's next? You know, yeah. you, you actually, you get numb. It's not that. It's about really seeing different human emotions, discovering human or humanly feelings inside you or new new aspects of yourself you never knew existed. Yeah, mm. true. What is the main reason, sorry, what, what is the main reason a lot of people don't want to expose how they feel or what they think or what they feel or what they even like? What is the number one? Is it fear? It's a fear of rejection. Yeah. Is the big thing. So if, if I have a partner or a friend, even if I'm just talking to literally a friend, it doesn't yes. have to be a sexual partner, and I say that this is what I'm into, um, there's an incredible fear of rejection. Yeah. So with a partner, it's even bigger. Yeah. Um, because, oh. and then it puts enormous pressure. Until people understand that just because you share a fantasy or something that turns you on, it doesn't mean that that's what you want to go and do. Mm. It doesn't mean that that's what you're going to have in your relationship, but we feel threatened by that. And being so vulnerable threatens us enormously because the fear of rejection in that space is huge. The fear of being judged yeah. um, is a huge one. And the thing is that we have put a greater judgment on sex than any other single part of life. Very much. Yeah. You know, I say this quite often, and it's fascinating, and I say it in talks. I've said it on the show a lot. If you knew that somebody was running for office in anywhere, and they were a really good candidate for the job, but they acknowledged that they were either a swinger or they were into mm -hmm. some fetish stuff, would you still vote for them? Yeah, true. And a lot of people say no. The interesting thing is you can go and do all sorts of financial shenanigans and cause shit and get away with it and still be elected. You can go and do all sorts of political stuff, all sorts of hectic things in so many ways, and it's still okay. But you do something sexual, and that's the greatest judgment that we have put. So that's why we're so terrified of that. Um, the rejection is enormous. And the social judgment on it is, it's huge. But is it healthy to, to be in a relationship with somebody, a partner, that you can't share stuff with? No, of course not, because that's a repression. But you love this person. How do you, how do you, what would you do tomorrow if you really loved somebody and you couldn't express who you were? Would you still be with the person? Or how do you deal with that? How do you, what do you do? Yeah. Look, I'm not a good, I'm not a good example because, or I'm the best example because I left, I, my, my instincts, my emotions, my yeah. heart made me leave, uh, you know, my country. I had to go out literally to my own, my own exploration and my own journey in a different continent. Literally, I didn't even know it's going to be, it has to do anything with the sexual journey. But, you know, I left to actually reinvent myself and to discover the truth. So, you know, sexuality is just one aspect of it. Yeah. Um, there's there's such an important thing of being authentic, like John T. and uh, Galen Fuss, yeah. um, the therapist, uh, the unbelievable friend and, and therapist from, from the U.S. that deals with um, 
amazing aspects of BDSM and, and authenticity. And he coined actually the sexual authenticity, authenticity that is one of the, the key, the key elements of being healthy. You know, one of the key elements to be, to be actually in your full expression without that disease can start come up, uh, without that, you know, people just get a divorce, people move on, mm-hmm. they start bottle things and you don't know where it's going to actually come out. So, yeah, so it's interesting. The bigger picture of it is that we're not brought up being taught to love ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We're Very not true. brought up to talk about how important we are to ourselves and how to express these different things. And I've been listening to an amazing man lately. He has to be, I think, one of the foremost teachers in the world of health at the moment, a guy called Gabor Mate. He's a, can- oh, yeah. a Canadian physician. And I've been listening to a lot of his seminars and reading a lot of his work. And so much of the pattern that we produce in our lives actually comes from way back in our past, from childhood, where we are not taught or given the space to express ourselves. And in my practice, a couple of weeks ago, I came up with an amazing connection between anger and self-worth. Oh, wow. So this is what it was, that we are not really taught or given a space to express anger in a constructive way. So as a kid, often you feel incredible and intense emotion. Anger is an enormous part of that. When we express that, generally what we get told is, don't talk to me like that. Mm. By your, or you can't behave like that. And we get that shut down. So we internalize it. Wow. We can't be who we are. Then there's the expectation on what we need to be and what we need to do to get loved and accepted. Yeah. So for to be loved by your parents, there are certain things that you have to do. Or you think that you have to do because enormous judgment is put on us if we don't. So be a good girl and do this. Be a good boy and do that. And that takes us away from who we are. Then you have society as well. Telling you the same thing. You need to be. That's right. So if you're part of a certain community, for example, every community has certain expectations of you. Yeah. To behave in a certain way. So, you know, I grew up in, in, the Jewish community in Joburg, which is a reasonably conservative community, oh. there are certain expectations of how you will live your life. Yeah. That if as a girl, as a young woman in that community, by your late 20s, you aren't married with a child or a children <laughs> on the way, what's wrong with you? You're not complete until... So every community has that and they put these enormous judgments on us. So we repress ourselves and we move further and further away from who we are. What this does is it causes incredible anger inside of us that blocks the expression of ourselves. So our self-worth is linked enormously to be able to express anger. In my life, this was a really difficult thing for me for a long time. I never knew how to do this in a way that was constructive. So it would come out in ways that was absolutely bizarre and absurd until I I realized this and learned. This is how you do it. Yeah. And it links so much to our pleasure because if there's all of this anger, where's the pleasure? How much pleasure can I allow myself? How vulnerable can I can be? Because anger and vulnerability shut each other down. So there's an interesting thing that Gabor Mate talks about. He says that we have two states of being. The first one is a defensive space, a protective space, where I feel threatened. So I shut that down. The other space is a learning space. It's a curious space. It's an engaging yeah. space. I need to be vulnerable to be in that space We can't be in both at the same Same time. time. We're in one or the other. And what I've seen in my practice this week is people, um, particularly women and a couple of men, in such intense pain, emotional pain, which is manifested physically and in their relationships, that's come out in their sexuality because... They pass their childhood. That's it. So they're holding on to all of these things, and then it manifests in our bodies. It becomes physiological, Mm. which means we can't learn, we can't heal until we release that. We can't have pleasure until we release those things. 
So our body shuts down, our nerves shut down, our muscles shut down. And then we get into, in, in sexual terms, so much guilt and shame and embarrassment and judgment. Because if I want to watch anal gangbang, yes. I'm not normal. <laughs> I'm not normal. Well, you're not, but that's all. <laughs> I'm going to go home story. and I'm going to speak to Shaka and tell him that I had such a hard day today. And Shaka's going to do what? <laughs> I need some time with you, Shaka. Tell you we need the to bond. Attachment I need got. to. I need to release this anger, <laughs> <laughs> so I can enjoy my pleasure. <laughs> exactly. And, and how wonderful! Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll share something interesting with you. That, and this really goes to show the healing power of some bondage play. So my very first bondage experience, or it wasn't so much a bondage as a, it was in the realm of fetish. Yeah. I met a woman who said she was a dominatrix. I, I had no clue what that was at the time, but it excited me. <laughs> and we spoke lots. And then at some point she said to me, do I want to try something? So here I was in my early 20s, this real egotistical little prince who knew fuck all about anything and made the statement, I'm not submissive. Well, I know about anything. So she says, no, no, she doesn't mind going both ways. So she brings this whole bag of stuff out and she gives me a cane, which is, you do not start with a cane. Yeah. Not really. And she bends <laughs> over and she says, hit me. You know, I'm a really gentle soul. So I sort of <laughs> just tap her. her. She says, hit me. So a little bit harder. She says, hit me. I took this cane and <laughs> I, I whacked, whacked it. <laughs> This red stripe across her butt. Ask and you shall receive. I did that twice more. And I felt such anger coming up inside of me that I knew if I carried that on, there would be problems. I probably would not have stopped. I could have killed her. That was the mm. power of this anger. And I remember, I can see the scene of it so clearly of, of her home. My keys were right next to the front door on this dresser, picking them up, grabbing them, and literally running. Out of the door. So she didn't even get a chance to whack you back. No, nope. because of what <laughs> I saw in me. Now, yeah. in a space where people understood the energy, that could have become the most incredible healing yeah. space and an amazing vehicle to go into and release that because it brought it up. Yes. And that's a fascinating thing about our sexuality is we think it's in a vacuum. In this little box, we take it out in very specific circumstances and contexts with very specific people. We use it in a very limited way, and we put it away again. Yeah. Our sexuality is connected to every single part of our being. It is connected to every single part of our lives. Very and true. because we suppress our sexuality more than anything else, it's linked to the suppression of everything else that we suppress. I agree with you fully. And the more that we can free that sexuality, the more we free ourselves creatively, the more we free ourselves emotionally. And that is an enormous challenge to our world. And I talk about this a lot, is the transformational power of sexuality. Our world exists because we have all agreed on certain systems. Yeah. Political, financial, economic That essentially are a total fuck up <laughs> That will create enormous unhappiness Enormous frustration Enormous suppression When you start to free yourself sexually You start to look at What am I doing? What am I doing in my job? Why am I having this job? Yeah. And that fascinating A lot of freedom comes with that With people Lots I'm working with at the moment And we're doing I have never done work this deep in my life before. But people are looking and saying, okay, do I have to be in this space where I'm just like a slave to a wage? Can I do something different? And that's coming from freeing sexual power. So erotic exploration by itself is awesome. The bigger picture is where it starts to take you inside of yourself. So yeah. you want to go have experiences with Mr. Shocker? Hey! Go for it. I'm yes. going to. He's keeping me warm till my man gets back. <laughs> There's <laughs> such a bigger picture to this journey. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's enormous. Freedom. The word exploration, the word exploration means you have to, you really have to go to the unknown and you, you have to test it. You don't know the consequences and going back to fear, you know, that we want to box it. We want to label it. We yeah. want to. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've moved into the space in my work that's. It's such a different kind of space and really so much of what we're going to teach in Mozambique is we are looking for solutions. So you come and see me with a sexual problem that says, so I saw a woman this week, 37 years old. She's never had an orgasm before in her life. Wow. And that's not uncommon. A lot no. of women. That's not uncommon. I heard about a women's gathering that happened this week. There is a figure that says at least a third of the women in South Africa have been abused. So at this gathering, by the time the sharing had ended, more than 50% of the women there shared that they had experiences of abuse. Sexually or emotionally? Is there on, a difference on all levels? On all levels. And what's coming? In, in my gathering, the same thing happened. Mm -hmm. Crazy. And yeah. what's coming out about this is... The perspective of looking for an answer and a solution becomes so limited instead of starting to look at possibilities. Yeah. So let me share this with you. Um, I thought we were going to just be playful and light this morning. I we're was going playful. We're there are yes, two, you are playful. <laughs> there are two theories of healing in the world. The first is a pain-based theory. It says, I have a pain on any level, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, sexual, and I want the pain to go away. So everything that we do is compared to the pain. Yes. There's no reason to take the pain away if that's the case. So you ask, will I be happier without the pain? Yeah, I don't know. So why take the pain away? Will I do something that's about greater freedom if I take the pain away? I don't know. So I'll keep the pain. Yeah. It's all about the pain. Yeah. So a good analogy is if you have a sore knee. Go to the doctor, the physio, acupuncture, Reiki, whatever you're going to do until the pain goes away. But everything is comparing it to the pain. It's about pain. Yeah. The it's other theory is about possibility. If I didn't have the pain, what could I do? Exactly. I could go to yoga. I can dance. I can get into all sorts of cool sex positions. I can be tied up in amazing ways. Exactly. There needs to be something beyond that. Because there's a fascinating thing. There's an amazing guy called Bernie Siegel. He's a cancer surgeon in America who wrote an incredible book years ago called Love, Medicine, and Miracles. And he talks about the fact that once we have been diagnosed with certain things, so his context was cancer. Once you've been diagnosed with cancer, that becomes your self-definition. Everything's focused around that. That's it. So think about that in terms of how people label themselves sexually. Firstly, on the spectrum of I'm gay, I'm straight, I'm bi, I'm whatever, but I don't do that because of the label. Yeah. I won't allow myself to receive whatever. I won't allow myself to let go. I won't allow myself to explore anything anal. I won't allow myself to watch anal gangbang and think I'm changing. this turns me on. <laughs> so that was my last anal movie. No, you can watch. Oh, come now. Anime. No. <laughs> I'm going to change from Pornhub to something what? else. No, no, stay there. X, 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 X dot The point com. is, we need to be able to see ourselves without the pain. But that's only the beginning. If I see myself without the pain, then I need to be open to start exploring. And I don't know what that's going to bring up within me or where it's going to take me. Again, fear. So the perspective that I'm moving to says, instead of looking for solutions, let's work with a model that says, let's ask questions. Wow. Let's say, what could be possible? What happens if I? And instead of looking for a solution, it's about let's try something and see Readers. what happens. So if I'm feeling really lousy and low, how could I change that? So maybe dancing is going to change it. I don't know. So I'm going to put some music on. And I'm going to dance for five minutes. Okay. How does that feel? Yeah, that feels a bit better. 
Okay, so maybe I'm mm. going to dance some more. Awesome. That's cool. Okay, so I'm feeling quite disconnected. So I don't have a lover. I don't have a part. I want something. Shocker. Shocker. Or maybe I'm going to go have a massage. Oh, yeah, that was good. I feel a whole lot better. So maybe I'll go have some more massage. Yeah. And there, yeah. but the, that's that. That's where come the problem comes when the only answer can be pray. Let's go to church and pray, or let's go and just you know sit um, and read a book. Mm. You know, it's it's what's what's allowed. You know, what's allowed is my um, outlet. Yeah. And we need to create different outlets to explore, to discover. Mm. And what we have to do with these is we have to be willing to be vulnerable. We have to understand that we have no idea what's actually going to work. Yeah. And when we become open like that, open to possibilities, that's where things start to emerge that we've never considered before. Because we become more intuitive, become more inspirational, more creative. And then we find that there are so many amazing solutions. And the thing is, and there was a line of it in this piece from this woman. And Gabor Mate in a, in a seminar said it so well recently. You don't have to go looking outside of you for all of these big things. You just have to get out of your yeah. own way and you have to go within. Absolutely. Do your own stuff. Do your work. And that's where... Starts to change Suddenly all doors open Then I can watch Anal Gang Bang I can play with myself I can have amazing pleasure I can enjoy it I can see it for what it is For what it's not I do not want to go and be a part of an Anal Gang Bang I, Who says? Me Because I don't know that I'd really enjoy <laughs> that I have to be Come on man, that's fantasy Yes, fantasy doesn't mean I want to do it Exactly That's, the that's what I want to do here but How let's do we... talk about doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lube, number one. Yeah, no, <laughs> lube. About, no lube. No lube. No, let's talk about doing it. When we what say do extreme. You do when you want to explore. Yes. How do you, you know, what's, what's like, how do you go about erotic exploration? I mean, we're talking in general. We're not talking Fetish about haven. specific anal gangbang <laughs> exploration. <laughs> How well, do we explore? <laughs> it might be that you're in Germany and that's where, you know, you just by chance... Uh, got to the Kit Kat Club and by chance you just want to uh, try new things. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, if you're in Germany and you're at the Kit Kat Club, fair chance you will have the opportunity to explore an anal gangbang if you wanted. You see, True. it's just a matter of And Johannesburg? In Johannesburg. Well, Alex. I would imagine Fetish Haven is a good chance. Yes. Good chance, yeah, because I'm next to Alex. So I can just call some guys from there. <laughs> I, I have them on speed dial. <laughs> So the first thing to explore is to get clear on yourself what it is that you have to explore or what you want to explore. Awesome. The next thing is to understand that you do not go from naught to 100% in five minutes. <laughs> you yeah. start slowly. You dip a toe in the water. Not the whole or, body. No, you start out. So let's talk about anal exploration because that's where we are. Yeah. You start out with a small little finger. And you learn, you do some research, you learn, how do I do this? Or you talk to somebody. Like me? Like you, like me. Come have a chat. Come to me. I'll talk. organize Alex, guys, for you. No, that's Sorted not. Out. That's the 100%. Oh, is that the 100%? I'm talking about the finger now. Oh, okay. Okay. So okay. I'm One <laughs> finger before five cocks. <laughs> yes. It, there's, there's a step or two in between. A carrot. <laughs> Let's keep it slowly, <laughs> slowly, gently, softly, and you explore, and then you find out what do I need to do? Do I like it? Yeah. What's the best position to do it in? How do I communicate? How do I breathe? All sorts of things. Then let's try a little bit. Let's try lots of external anal massage. Play if you're then tired. let's go inside really slowly, really gently. Mm. And then let's see how does this feel. And after five minutes, let's stop and let's say, how are you feeling? What's happening emotionally? What's happening in your body? What's your energy feeling? Wow, that was really cool. I think I'd like to sit for a little bit to integrate this. And then mm. I think I'd like to do some more. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
And maybe I'd like to just do that again And let's see And if we do it for a little bit longer How's that going to be? Okay So we're going to ask the questions Stop looking for the fucking answers Ask the questions And that's where you start to free yourself Because that's where you shift your perspectives It's a healthy conversation with yourself Yeah, and with a partner, with others Yeah, for sure And then you start to free yourself When you look for an answer, you actually trap yourself because you think you know what that should look like instead of saying, I have no idea what the possibilities could be. Wow. And that's where we start to change things. Yeah, it's uh, really taking me back to the to the equivalent, you know, to just compare when you had a talk um, regarding the correlations between business and being, you know, communication business Mm. and being a good lover. (laughs) Um, And it it brings me back to you don't know you you don't know where you're going to get to in life. What what are you going to achieve? But don't limit yourself. You know, if we're going to say. To the and that takes me back, Jonty, to your understanding regarding our thought patterns that they're so limit they're limiting us. So we don't know where we can go. We actually almost always say, "No, this is not possible. This route will not take us anywhere." You know, this we can't be changed. So when you think about success, if you looked, not a lot of people said knew where they're going to get to, which titles, which achievements in their lives, what success stories they're going to. Tell so you know after twenty years they can say oh this is my these are my success stories the same with erotic exploration when you look at the beginning of the journey every step on the journey you don't know where it's going to lead you you have to stay open there we go so endo endotophilia I obviously had it wrong you had it so wrong but you're going to like this one oh tell me because it's right up your street because at Fetish Haven is the most amazing transformation room that's filled with costumes and wigs and all sorts of things Inotophilia is a fetish for having sex with someone who is fully clothed really yes I don't have to get naked you can if you want (laughs) but I don't have to you don't have to Ooh, stretch marks and sell like nobody's there gonna see we you. Go. Let's so go, that go. Is <laughs> well, with your vacuum bed, wow. with the vacuum bed. If you look at the twit, <laughs> the tweets, I also, I also took you there, mistress. So oh, you yes. actually yeah. can stay full vacuumed. There we go. Wow. Oh and, yes, uh, and only one hole will allow yeah, the for sex. the vacuum cleaner for the suction. For the suction. Off, off, oh off. yeah. Off, is shocker allowed for your robot, Mister Shocker? There we go. There we go. So that's what it is. <laughs> So come the name, join by us. the way, of the movie, Jonty, is Professor mm. Morton and the Wonder Woman. Cool. Thank oh, you. So wow. we'll put that out yeah. on, our, on our Twitter thing. Yeah, I did. Watch. And I did. Um, it'll be really cool. So we've got some mm. amazing events coming up. The Retreat in Mozambique, um, Awakening Your Erotic Spirit, a beautiful discussion at Fetish Haven. Um, going to be an amazing evening. Really nice snacks, beautiful discussion and sharing, and a really cool exploration of yourself. And you can have a tour of what a real bondage dungeon looks like absolutely never mind what they show you in the movies you can see it for real um, we're not 50 shades of gray and we the are last water flow massage coming up before winter um fantastic so all of that is on my website www.eroslife.co.za what's the fetish haven website fetish haven south africa dot co.za so have a look at that um tomorrow thank you i am oh, really looking forward to seeing you early in the week yeah Yes, absolutely. And we wish you so much pleasure. This is CliffCentral.com.